Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I'm joined, as always, by Brad. Brad, how are you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Um, Actually, I shouldn't say I'm excellent, because I was telling you before we started recording, I thought I broke my toe. So my foot hurts really bad, but other than that, I'm great. (laughs) Coffee table one, Brad's toe zero. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so last night, actually, Brad, could you turn down your mic a little bit? Yeah. Every once in a while, I just hear like a faint echo of myself in the background. I don't know if that's me or you, but right. is that better? I don't know. It, I just, it's like every so often I just okay. hear a faint echo. Um, yeah, so this match or last night's uh, episode, very fun. Uh-huh. Um, I had a great time with it. Some people thought the middle of the show sagged um some people had some issues with the ending we had a for me and for you very big debut maybe not for everybody but yes definitely uh don't know how much of an impact he'll have in the company but he'll make a lot of sales and we'll get to that when it comes Uh um yeah i had a i had a really good uh night with uh the show last night in large part due to the Due to the tone that the opening match set, and what an opening match it was! Absolutely, um, we should say last night's show. Uh, it did one point one, I believe, or mm-hmm. one point something. Yeah, one point well, one over the over the mill mark. Um, mm-hmm. That time slot on that channel is doing well for them, so that's good. Yes, yes. The only thing that I hate about that spot is. Watching the last like four minutes of the Big Bang Theory, whatever, <laughs> for Dynamite to start. I've never hated. I have never hated that show as much as everybody else. I mean, it's fine. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Let's just say I miss the accountant. It was funny when the accountant was on every week. Yes, <laughs> that is weird. Why did? Why was that movie on every week? I don't know. It was the accountant or um, that movie with Denzel Washington, where he like protected that girl. I can't think of the closer or something like that. It was like those two movies were on every week. So strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not a phenomenon I have anymore. Is movies on TV and certain movies always airing on certain channels? Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it's not something really because I don't really watch TV channels anymore, other than for wrestling. Yeah, that's or sports. Like the only thing I really have YouTube TV for is. Like my wife and I watch trash reality shows, but mainly I just I keep paying for oh. it because of uh, wrestling. Yes, I do watch. We do watch reality. Like everything we watch, for the most part, is on demand mm-hmm. of some kind. Yep. Yep. And uh, wrestling in Canada does not come on like TNT or USA. It all comes on sports channels mm-hmm. as well, so you don't get the movies and whatnot. Anyways. Oh yeah. yeah. Moving on, so let's talk about this ladder match. Good match of God. the year, I dare say. This early, so far, <laughs> yeah, so far, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely up there. It's it was, and I have much maligned AEW's ladder matches. In mm-hmm. my opinion, they'd only had one good one, and that was the one with the Bucks and the Lucha Bros in like the infancy of AEW. That was a first pay-per-view wasn't it it was before dynamite even Mm -hmm. um that was awesome and then a bunch of kind of to be honest mid Mm -hmm. to shit 
uh, shit to mid um, <laughs> ladder, ladder match. matches and normally multi-man ladder matches just not good like just uh-huh. like the pace like, it was just like okay I do my big move okay now I'm out of the picture for a while now you do a uh-huh. big move like it wasn't it was very formulaic and by the numbers and it wasn't good but this one this uh, it was nice to have a match where it was just one on one I loved it the it was weird because I thought the pace at first was really slow. And I was like, it was okay. Weird pace at the beginning. Cause they did like the walk and brawl through the crowd and stuff. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. It, it was really slow at the beginning to the point where fans were starting to yell, get the ladders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Cause like, uh, they're just trying to like chain wrestle. This is a ladder match boys. Yeah. Um, but then they, uh, definitely did not disappoint once they got the ladders. No, and- they didn't. Three, what I'm going to say, probably all time, well, one all time ladder spot. Yes. Three really good spots that AEW will um, use in their highlight packages for years. Oh, to yes. Come. Like perfectly framed, too. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it was perfect. Yes. Well, let's just talk about those three spots. You go okay. with the first one. Uh, I don't know if this happened first, but uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, uh, Sammy Guevara's. Uh, leaping leaping cutter from the top rope to the ladder to cody was like an all-time like all of pro wrestling spot like how smoothly that went off and how everything just happened it was the amazing. timing was perfect mm-hmm. and how they landed yeah. the framing mm-hmm. like no one saw it coming yeah like uh co like Lots of cutters, like someone will even just like lean into it or jump into it. Like mm-hmm. cutters on the best day or like often don't look good. Mm-hmm. Like they, but somehow they managed to do one off of two ladders. Yeah. And made yeah. it look perfect. Yeah. And they fucking like flat bumped it. Like mm-hmm. Cody landed right on his chest mm-hmm. on yeah. the ground. Just like could have yeah. snapped his neck. Yeah. Incredible. Just, and Sammy jumping from the top turnbuckle on top of one ladder and then off of that to, um, yeah, just, and just, if you think about it, cause, uh, uh Sunday at the GCW show, yep, tried to I was going to say the same thing. Uh, AJ Gray, uh, feel bad for him, tried to do a leg drop off one ladder and it just collapsed and he took a terrible fall, but <laughs> yeah, just destroyed himself on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, I saw him tweet out, man, if we had these ladders, I would have retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was just like the stuff that could have gone wrong with that mm-hmm. was insane. And for me, the one where uh, it could have gone even worse was that fucking crossroads. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he Sa- plants Sammy like on his nose. Yeah. Sammy, Sammy <laughs> uh, was like, I'm going to sell the shit out of this for you. He took that bump like a champ. Yeah, <laughs> that bump right on the fucking, you know that like uh, I don't know what you call it. It was like the diamond on your mm-hmm. face, like from like nose to eye to like mm-hmm. about yeah. Like he took a rate right in the center of the face. Mm-hmm. I was like, how how do you do that and not mm-hmm. shatter your face? And he sold it like he shattered his face. Yes, yeah. I think Sean Ross Sapp even came out after the show and said that he got word from AEW that no one's hurt or anything. So that's good. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. And the then third, the final one, I'm sure what you're going to say. Was the, the Swanton 
fuck. Where the ladder didn't give at all. It just looked like he hit the ground. Like that's how like the the repeating gif of that, mm-hmm. if you can find that online, is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like the impact and like the whiplash from when he hits the ladder to how it he just like rebounds straight. Yeah. Like flips and smacks face first on the mm-hmm. floor. Because that yeah, and then Cody just took the brunt of it of just another man falling just on him with no gate. It. Yeah. I don't know how both of them didn't break ribs. Me either. That's it's like I do insane. not understand. I yeah. do not understand. Like and, just disgusting. A disgusting bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Like WWE has done that spot, but usually their ladder will break or they do it through a table. But this <laughs> ladder just didn't do anything. It just boop. <laughs> and then this another spot look, that I yeah. liked that didn't, I, I don't think we'll get as remembered as much as, but when Cody put the ladder upside down and face oh, suplex yes. him on the hinges like that, that couldn't the have sandwich. been fun either. Yeah. That couldn't have been fun either. It, that was the fr- that was the first one where it's like okay here we go mm-hmm. yeah because I think that was like one of their first spots they did with the ladder it was it mm-hmm. was the first one and I had never seen anything like that yeah that, when they did that I was like fuck that because that little hinge thing could pinch you you know there's so much that could go wrong doing that yeah there's lots of cool stuff there was the vertical suplex that they did off the ladder yeah that was awesome. like the first the, big big spot and I was like I didn't think they were gonna do it I thought they were gonna do the fake out because. You can see Sammy, like, he went straight up, and I thought, oh, he's going to counter. But no, they did it. I was like, oh, shit. They just did it. Um, There was the subtly very cool figure four through the ladder, mm-hmm. which made it so that Sammy couldn't reverse the couldn't pressure reverse. Or, and then some get out of it. commentary said that the way Cody's torquing him, it's probably hitting another area that we can't see. So they're implying that while he's in the figure four, his nuts were getting rung up on one of the ladder <laughs> rungs. <laughs> scissoring a ladder mm-hmm. um yeah then uh what other cool shit there was um there's one more spot that i can't remember or maybe that was it oh yeah there there's one that was a weird spot where, when they were hanging from the belts mm-hmm. and the ref just decides i'm just gonna move move the ladder. ladder and i was like wait yeah commentary tried to cover for it say like they probably helped him out because they don't want to fall on the sharp end of the ladder like, like maybe, but it just looked like, but there's so many times when what they're doing on ladders are dangerous where you mm-hmm. could just be like, where you could just take a ladder away from them or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah. Like when you set them up on a ladder and then jump on it. It's like, I ah, think the I weirdest know. part of the match was when Fuego came out. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> okay. That was kind of funny. Yeah. He just came in the ring and Cody just hit with the tiger Fu- driver. Fuego two, two, or pile, pile drove Fuego one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, commentary's like, well, he's friends with both of them. He's probably trying to tell him to calm down. And he just got beat up. <laughs> and I I loved that when he uh when he spiked uh little Fuego. Mm-hmm. It was good. Um Yeah, big fan of this match. Obviously, Cody loses, they go up onto the ladder, Sammy brains him with the belt, uh Cody falls, which I always like that finish. <laughs> to a uh, to a ladder match, I like that finish, or I like it where one person just takes the other person out so much, and they have just an easy climb up. I like that, but I like the dramatic finish more because it's you know more. Dramatic. One thing I appreciated, I heard some people complain about this, but I quite liked it was how they never did the slow climb on the ladder; mm-hmm. they're just running it up, like climbing a ladder in real time, mm-hmm. which is nice. They didn't hit point yeah, five speed. Sometimes in ladder matches, whenever they 
you know, they're like waiting for the person to come get them. They're like, oh shit, I got to sell. And they just yeah, go up the ladder good. so slow. It's not fun. It's, mm-hmm. it's contrived. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's like, but... these are supposed to be like premier athletes and they can't, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't know how to use a, a they, they don't know how to climb a ladder, but they can like jump up to the top rope and do a 720 mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah. No, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Sammy won, which was awesome. And I've seen now that Cody doesn't have the belt and he doesn't have a contract. Everyone's like, oh, the Royal Rumble's this weekend. So everyone's thinking he's going to show up. No, if <laughs> if it's anybody, it's Jericho. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Cody, cause... Cody's not going to do it. He knows that he's the face of AEW. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do that. Yeah. And I don't think anyone from AEW is going to show up. I think that's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but I, like you said, I could see Jericho because he did the Stone Cold podcast. Yeah, that that would be the only reason why. It's like Jericho kind of has his own rules. Mm-hmm. He he kind of has his own contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna go close a door. Or maybe I do- never mind. I'm not gonna go close the door. <laughs> like some some voices are echoing in here, but that's fine. Um, yeah, so let's get on to move on to the next segment, which was an incredible palate cleanser, and that's Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh my gosh! Standing outside on the beaches of Cleveland in the snow, Ricky Starks is wearing a black snowsuit and <laughs> ski goggles, um, looking like he's in uh, what was that terrible movie that came out? Um, that Versace movie. Gucci, oh no, the Gucci, Gucci movie. House of Gucci. Yeah, looking like he's from, looking like he's an extra in House of Gucci on the yeah. slopes, yeah. in Switzerland. Hobbs so is good. in his overalls with the, like a mink coat, <laughs> just looking yeah, like a million bucks, wearing a mink coat over overalls over with no nothing. Shirt. Yeah, he has no shirt on <laughs> and sunglasses. He had sunglasses on. It, uh, it's so good. Um, Tony Shabari's start... like, "What are we doing out here? It's so cold." <laughs> He's like, my hands are stuck to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so Stark says that uh, Lethal's Lethal had a couple weeks off. That's good for him. But next week he gets to face him. Uh, he gets to face Starks on Rampage. So that to me that says Lethal's had COVID, mm-hmm. or was in COVID protocol because he also had to. He also was a last minute cut from Terminus. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So that makes sense. He probably he he tested positive, and because we didn't see him for two weeks, mm-hmm. he and uh, he and Starks had their uh, had their uh, had their really cool confrontation on Rampage, mm-hmm. and then it never happened. And I was like, "What the fuck are they doing with the storyline?" And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, did we ever talk about Leo Rush? We didn't, did we? No. Yeah, so I guess this is a good segue into a little bit about Leo Rush. Obviously, Leo Rush is basically done with AEW. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see him again. Yeah. Which is weird. This is the strangest thing. Um, yeah. S- somebody's not being truthful. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it'll be interesting to see what comes out later once Leo mm-hmm. Rush starts talking after the fact. Yeah. Because... Because when is his contract up? February 14th? Valentine's Day or something? Like... AEW has never, as far as I know, has never signed somebody to uh, a few months worth of contract before. 
as far as I remember, when they signed uh, Leo Rush, it was a full-time contract. Yeah. Um, like, indefinitely, just like everyone else. I believe it was multi-year. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Um, Maybe there was like an out clause or something. Like a, there could there could be an out clause where after a few months, if somebody's not happy, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, he, they did have him. He might have signed with them when he first uh, when he first debuted. They might have signed him. Then then he got the test that he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And then found out that he was hurt, and then he retired. And for anyone saying like, "Oh, he keeps retiring," he was hurt. Yeah. He's having surgery. He retired, but that's because he thought that the injuries were going to keep him mm-hmm. from wrestling. Like he thought, like, "Okay, this is too many injuries, so I got to retire so that I can pick up my kid." Mm-hmm. But then yeah. he he rebounded from that. So I I'm tired of like, "Oh, Leo keeps retiring." Does he? Or has he just retired twice? Just retired, yeah, just twice, and then and one was due to injury. So yeah. give me a fucking break. I'm yeah. tired of and that shit. He's not retired this time. He's just, I guess, retired no, from AEW. He's not retired. His, he's got a bunch of shows coming up. <laughs> his contract is up. I don't know mm-hmm. why his contract is up, but his contract is up. Yeah, no, it sucks because I was really liking him on TV. I love Leo AEW. Rush. Me too. I I've said he's one of my top ten favorites. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm crushed. I was so happy when he came back, and I'm crushed. The like. <laughs> It's almost like it's like in sports where your team pushes it to overtime and then loses and then in lose, overtime. Yeah, yeah, it's like no, like what when we got him and he and then he left. I was like, okay, but then he came back again, and now you're mm-hmm. taking him away again. Like, hmm, I I don't want that. I hope That's, they can. This doesn't feel good. Whatever happened, um, I hope if but anything yeah, did happen, I hope they can work it out and he can come back because he's too good to not be on AEW. Yeah, he. It can't. It's too coincidental that it doesn't have anything to do with the Tony Ho- Tony Khan mm-hmm. comments. I yeah. think it has to do partially, even if indirectly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if just from an outside person, I would have hated to have been Leo Rush, Big Swole, Will Hobbs, Sean Dean, any of these people who spoke, because Twitter just roasted every single one of them mm-hmm. it was extremely toxic yeah and whether you were and like positive about it or negative like anything everyone just was going after him for no reason yeah just like leo rush is about his mental health and mm-hmm. he might have just been like you know what this ain't worth it mm-hmm. like i don't want to have these doubts with my employer even if he gets along with them mm-hmm. he might be like you know what this doesn't feel right to me and yeah. he left like they could they could be on good terms because apparently Tony Khan is still like liking his tweets and shit, mm-hmm. like up until like just recently. So it's uh, yeah, it could have been that he's just like, you know what, this isn't working out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. carry on. Because mm-hmm. in a in an interview this past week where he could have said bad things about Tony Khan, he did not mm-hmm. with Sean Rossap. So I yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any ill will there necessarily, but I just, mm-hmm. it's probably like, nah, I, but the one thing that is that I am kind of sad about is when he retired, he had talked like the previous time because of injury, he had talked about how um, he was working all the time on the Indies, 
killing himself, destroying his body, and ending up making less money than he was at WWE. So he's like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> but now he's going back to that. And I just don't want him to get to a point where he's killing his body and not making as much as he could. Because mm-hmm. obviously it's not as it, it doesn't sustain him. Like the I know, amount of um, money for the amount of hardship. Maybe he can. I know he was doing stuff with New Japan, too, before he retired. Maybe he can go there because I know they were really high on him, too. Oh, he he's he was working with them last week. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he was going to he's going to continue to work with New Japan. So mm-hmm. if he ends up. I mean, I don't think he's going to end up in one place. I don't think so. I think he's going to do a bunch of different things. I just hope he doesn't burn himself out like he did before. Me too. Like as long, the money has to be right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, where was I? We were talking about the talking about Hobbs uh, and Starks on the beach. (laughs) The only beach shot. (laughs) The other half of this was Hobbs is going to be facing Dante, which I I don't know when that is. Uh, next week, it is next week. Mm-hmm. I think this. I think Hobbs and um, Dante's on uh, Dynamite the Chicago show, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a two. Okay, that know. makes well, that makes sense because there's only, as far as I know, there's only two matches announced for Dynamite, so that make would make sense that Hobbs and Dante is one of them mm-hmm. is is a third match because uh, normally they have more than just two announced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we got a graphic, but I think it is announced. Yeah. And then at the end of that interview is when Tony said, my hand's frozen to the microphone. Hobbs said, so? <laughs> I love that. Like Hobbs <laughs> is such a bad man that he can be out there dressed as he is and he mm-hmm. does not care. Yeah. And then the pictures he, they were posting on their social media afterwards were just so nice. The drip, as the kids say. You know, as soon as the camera stopped rolling, he's like, oh, fuck, it's cold. <laughs> Someone get me a shirt. Yeah, because Hobbs is... <laughs> He posted a picture of him after he worked out the other day. He is all muscle. There's no fat keeping him warm on that body at all. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's impressive. And he's getting more and more impressive as I know. going on. It's nuts. Okay, speaking of an impressive specimen, mm-hmm. Wardlow versus two chumps. Yeah. So Wardlow goes out there. In his hometown, a- I didn't realize he was from Cleveland until last night. Yeah, man. He goes out there and has his... Uh, Powerbomb Symphony. It was mm-hmm. awesome. He stacked those guys, uh, stack them and pin them, as uh, Roman used to say. <laughs> and yeah, it was awesome. He powerbombed them into a paste. Um, he told uh, Spears to stay up on the ramp and sit on his chair, <laughs> and then he wouldn't let him into the ring to hit them with the with the chair afterwards. He's trying. He's like, "Oh, come on! There's two of them. Please, can I go?" <laughs> and oh, Wardlow's like, "No." Mm-hmm. And then We're going Spears' shirt was amazing too. Is the just swing it, take on the rocks, just bring it shirt. <laughs> it's amazing. It's I, really, really good. I know the Wardlow face starts coming, but I really hope Spears stays with him. I love them together right now. It wouldn't make it much sense funny. for them too, but I need them. It is funny. Um Okay, so this next match, I actually didn't hate this match. Um some people didn't like it. This was the Jericho and Proud and Powerful. Oh, I liked it. It told a really good Garcia. story. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought the melodrama was fine. Mm-hmm. I do understand how some people see it as they were portraying Proud and Powerful as the selfish ones and Jericho as the face who's being mistreated by them. So I can I can kind of see how some people were just like, 
they didn't love that were they're making it so that we're supposed to feel sorry for Jericho. It's like, yeah, you know what? I, I agree with that. I kind of got that uh, at one point in the match when he tagged himself in and then uh, Santana tagged him back out immediately and he went outside and started pouting. I was like, oh, don't make Jericho sympathetic in this. I don't... Make, yeah, turn no, him back heel. <laughs> yeah. He... Ever since they went face, he's been terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, just terrible. And even before then, when... Uh, the uh, Orange Cassidy feud was where I thought that was the first mm-hmm. wrong note for Jericho. And he, I thought he was perfect until that point. Mm-hmm. And then the Cassidy thing hit, and I didn't think that was good. And since then, it's been a steady downhill, like, mm-hmm. like boulder picking up steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this match, uh, it was interesting with uh, Santana... Santana and Ortiz tagging themselves in. They weren't letting Jericho in the match, which I just thought was funny. Mm-hmm. I was amused by this regardless. Um, of course, Santana and Ortiz, it catches up to them because they're work- essentially working a handi- handicap match. Mm-hmm. Um, in the end, they start to they start to pull it off themselves, um, but they only end up winning when Chris Jericho from the outside hits uh, Parker with the Judas effect through the mm-hmm. ropes which allows Santana to hit a pile driver for a win, which I loved. Yeah, um, me too. Because nobody wins with a pile driver anymore, even though you should, because it looks like you're crippling people. <laughs> yeah, you're just dropping <laughs> someone on their head. Um, yeah, I, I like Jericho on the rampway, flipping off proud and powerful, proud and powerful, yelling, at, yelling back at them. I, on, I honestly don't care how this whole storyline ends up as long as it ends up with Eddie Kingston going over Jericho. Me? If that's not what happens, I'm mad. And Proud and Powerful has to break up. Or no, and Inner Circle Inner has Circle? to. But like, Inner Circle's not really involved in this. It's just Proud and Powerful. So it's weird. Yeah, I they keep like saying they... Inner Circle, but like Sammy's doing his own thing. I don't even know where the hell Hager's at. And Who care? Who cares where Hager is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not yeah. missing him or anything. I just I don't know yeah. where he's at. I mean, that's that's the only time during this whole face run where Jericho's been any good is when he's been tagging with Hager. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use Jericho, tag him with Hager, or I don't want to see either of them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah sure. it's... Uh, I'm inter- I'm, I am interested in this story, but not necessarily in like a morbid curiosity and in like a fear that they're going to put Jericho as the face over Kingston. I don't think they will, but you never know. I don't, it's going to be hard because I mean, Jericho, I don't even know if Jericho's really over or if it's just the theme song that's over. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell. Cause. But Kingston's like one of the most over people in the company. So it's going to be hard to turn him heel. Like on online is very different from real life. That's true. And, or like, especially in the buildings, mm-hmm. it's uh, and certain things people hate. If you talk to anyone outside outside of real life or outside of in these buildings, like they don't like the Hardy stuff, they don't like the HFO stuff, they don't like all these other things. But then you put them in front of the crowd, and they get huge pops, so they keep throwing them out there mm-hmm. to get these. Adam Le- or uh, Lambert, for example, 
gets huge pops. Mm-hmm. That's why they keep using him because he's getting reactions. Mm-hmm. But everyone hates it, so it's like a weird, like bizarro yeah. world. You just got to be quiet, I guess. Just no reaction yeah, at just, all. I mean. Just shut up and no sell it. Mm-hmm. Treat it like it's the women's division. <laughs> oh, damn. I will, I will be mad at this crowd when we get to that women's mm-hmm. match. I will tell you what the amount of times this has happened for good matches where the uh, where the women get crickets mm-hmm. while they're out there working their asses off drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Keeps happening. But anyways, uh, speaking of guys who are over with the crowd, but shouldn't be we have cage and hardy speaking as the mouthpieces for um jurassic express and private party um not those guys just hardy is the Mm -hmm. guy (laughs) um this was weird because it looked like they were on a split screen but they were all in the same room just the stair the railing on the stairs made it look like a split screen (laughs) yeah it is uh it's odd and private party is not ranked or shouldn't be ranked number one. It's very weird that all of a sudden they are. Um, I don't remember the last match they've had. So I don't really get it. Um, it's the start of the year, baby. Everyone's ranks reset. Well, sort of, but like they weren't the number one ranked team last week. <laughs> That's true. It's like they get one win. Well, on it, was, um, it was uh, the acclaimed and they lost. So maybe that's how they. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's weird that when they lost to Sting and Darby, and yet Sting and Darby aren't anywhere on the rankings. They need to be Sting and Darby need to be number one because they haven't lost ever. Yeah, they keep winning, <laughs> and yet they're not. It's the rankings are shit right now, at <laughs> least in the tag division. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like they're just moving up and down teams just to justify matches, but they aren't justifying the ranks at all. To ju- in order, at this point, don't even have it. Anyways, yeah. it's it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just gonna put whoever you want in the match, don't fucking do the farce of the rankings. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, anyways, I don't want to see that match. I've seen it before. It wasn't that good. It's this Friday, isn't it? On Rampage. Yeah, it's the most Rampage match I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Proud and Powerful. I'm not, I'm not really into it. You mean Private Party? He said Proud and Powerful. Oh yeah, I want Proud and Powerful versus Jurassic Express. That's what but I the, want. But That's then I would want Proud and Powerful to win. This is yeah. the problem: is that they have the top teams are all so over, and you don't want them to take any losses, so they're not in any matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so we have the. Top five are filled with a bunch of bums. Mm-hmm. We've got a, not that they claimed are bums, just half of them. <laughs> um, I love Bowens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've got the acclaimed. We've got the ass boys. We've got like varsity That's blondes. What should be upsetting is the ass boys are in the top five. Like what the hell? I don't care, and they're running the story with them too, mm-hmm. which was weird because they did their whole thing where they attacked christian they're like we get our match and then they're like eh, proud and powerful like what mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't the... i mean and they me- they mention him they mention the ass boys in this so obviously ass boys are going to get the next uh they're going to get the next probably uh, next op- week's op- rampage or something yeah but it's like 
is anybody asking for this? Like, if, know, if anything, if anything, I don't want to see Jurassic Express versus whoever this is, Private Party. I want to see, um, let's say, Red Dragon or Proud and Powerful versus mm-hmm. Proud versus uh, Private Party, so that we can boost them up the rankings and push down this cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. Don't push the cannon fodder on TV. Push the other guys. Mm-hmm. It's like they got, I don't know, they they protect the teams that they want to keep strong by not giving them matches. And they're yeah. giving the matches to the guys that they want to lose. Like, okay, don't put your champions on TV then. Mm-hmm. Have, pro- have, have the other strong teams beat them. I don't know. It's really strange. I do not like how they're booking the tag division right now. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and that it's like they happened. have a really strong tag division, but they're just not using them. Like you have oh, House yeah, of Black they're... now. You have Red Dragon, the Young Bucks, uh, Santana and Ortiz, uh, FTR, uh, crap. Oh, the Lucha Bros. Like that. Like, why aren't those teams all having matches against each other? <laughs> One thing I will say is that based off of his absence this week, oh yeah, Kyle O'Reilly just had a kid. <laughs> so, and he's he was absent this week from this episode. So I think they couldn't have a match. <laughs> Ray Phoenix is hurt. So like when you start adding those things up, it kind of makes a little more sense. <laughs> but like, I don't know. When you have Proud and Powerful going through this long, drawn-out storyline with Jericho, like, in, I'd rather see them uh, jumping up the rankings a bit and knocking off teams like Private Party instead of Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy facing a team that we know they're not going to lose against. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just, I'd rather see them building opponents for the champions as opposed to champions beating the undercard if that makes sense yeah for sure okay so next thing which was very cool was cm punk coming out there and giving an awesome performance with mjf so he comes out there he said it's uh it's hard it's hard to be a badass and look like a badass when everyone's making you grin ear to ear all the time the crowd the midwest loves him he mentions that he's in full gear and he's in full gear for a reason and he says that he he wants to fight tonight so he tells the fans to chant for njf that would be the first time fans have chanted for him in the history <laughs> of of wrestling other than when they were in Long Island. I was going say, when they were in Long Island, Island, they were going nuts for him. Um, he does a bunch of stupid jokes about MJF Scarf, which mm-hmm. were kind of whatever. I did like that uh, the line where he said that uh, I can see that this scarf was made in Long Island, so it's not made of strong material, <laughs> which, was, uh, which was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he challenges MJF to come out there, but he knows that he's not going to accept the challenge. Um, he asks the crowd if uh, if he wants to see him, or and then MJF comes out and he asks the crowd, do you, "Do you guys really want me to get out of my suit, go back inside, change into my gear, and wrestle this guy?" And they say, "Yes, we want to see you wrestle CM Punk." And he says, "I would not waste a uh, 
a Hall of Fame caliber match on Cleveland fucking Ohio. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. But he says, next week, I will finally give CM Punk the match that he wants in Chicago. It'll be CM Punk versus... And he's waiting, and he's waiting. I thought he's going to name someone new. I thought he's going to name someone new. And for other reasons, um, which were kind of in this promo as well, which is kind of telling, um, I thought he might have said Colt Cabana, mm-hmm. personally. I thought he might have thrown that out there. Because he uh, Punk mentioned that he's gone through all of uh, MJF's lackeys. And when MJF gets backed into a corner he tends to get very creative and pulls out someone like nick gage <laughs> or some shit like that but no he says no i'm i'm gonna wrestle you cm punk next i'm gonna wrestle you next week in your hometown but when i beat you the fans are gonna finally see the real cm punk the one who quit the one who blames everyone else the one who when he loses he sues people and that that was another uh cult reference there <laughs> And he, um, he he also said later, and and when you lose, you can hop on a podcast. Like there was there was a lot of Colt Cabana references. Yeah, and I was like, he had to have run this past CM Punk first, because CM Punk even cut Colt Cabana out of the image or the the image that he posted for the. Uh, for the final ring of honor um, show that they did where oh. he posted the image of him, of his goodbye match mm-hmm. where he was celebrating with everybody and everyone's in the ring drinking beer. And he cut Colt Cabana out of that photo. Oh. Like Colt Cabana was beside him on the left and he was just edited out. So like, I just like per- to ask, I wonder if they've made up, but it appears not. like it. Here's the thing. At least in kayfabe, they're mm-hmm. saving it. Yeah. At least in kayfabe, they're saving it. And I feel that MJF would not have made two Colt Cabana references if this wasn't something that CM Punk was okay with. And maybe Mm -hmm. he's okay with it just being referenced, Mm -hmm. like, uh, slyly like that. Um, CM Punk says that, like, well, yeah, like, uh," he said, sure, I'd go on a podcast and you'd watch it, you stupid Mark. (laughs) <laughs> which was funny because mm-hmm. you're always a fan of me. You, you grew up idolizing me. Um, and uh, I love that MJF at one point, he, he mentions that he's like, yeah, you'll Cleveland's used to you quitting on them because he, Cleveland was the date you were supposed to show up to with WWE way back in 2004. They were the city, you know, showed on. And Mm -hmm. you never came back after that. So Cleveland knows CM Punk disappointment. And uh, Punk says, like, they jaw jack for a bit more. And he says, you know what? I'm tired of this. Um, You could knock me down, but I'll keep keep getting back up. Let's do this. Um, And MJF then says, okay, well, let's test this theory. He calls out the boys, out come the pinnacle, which is probably the first time we've seen them together in months. Yeah. Um, they all walk down the ring and they just beat CM Punk senseless. They stretch him out on the canvas and have uh, Spears hit him with the chair on the back, which he sells 
perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then Wardlow is standing in the corner, not doing anything, looking disapprovingly. Um, maybe partly because he had a hard-fought match against him recently. Mm-hmm. Um, probably mostly because he just hates uh, MJF Maybe. and he doesn't want to do his dirty work anymore. Mm-hmm. But MJF walks up to him in the corner, pokes his finger in his chest and just says, Powerbomb. <laughs> and I thought Wardlow, I was like, oh, is this the turn? Will Wardlow not do it? Will he walk out of the ring? Will he powerbomb Spears? Like, what's he going to do here? But nope, he... He grabs CM Punk. He doesn't want to do this. You can tell on his face, but he picks him up, power bombs him on the chair. CM Punk sells that like death. He's screaming. He's writhing. This is great shit. Um, yeah. And then MJF poses in the Kenta position. Yeah. Both the CM Punk and the Kenta position cross-legged on his chest, which is awesome because it's obviously it's cm punk's cross-legged thing but also mm-hmm. when when kenta assaulted um shibata um, mm-hmm. a, like a couple years ago at this point he did that same thing and kenta does the same finishing move as cm punk mm-hmm. so like there's the the gts connection there as well mm-hmm. it's all there's a lot there's lots of cool little references here because i I don't think that he's being like, oh, I'm going to go after Kenta in any shape or form. But I think that is a dig at CM Punk because mm-hmm. of the move. Yeah. Which because in reality... Did CM Punk it, steal the move from Kenta or did Kenta steal the move from him? Uh, it's Kenta's originally. I was just about to say, in reality, everyone stole everything from Kenta. But <laughs> Yeah, either Kenta or Marafuji, one of the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in but... AEW. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody's yeah. repertoire came from those two guys. Yeah, they were killing it. But yeah, this was a cool segment. It may have gone on a little too long, but I liked it. It it didn't go on too too long, but you know, but it was good, and I liked the ending. And I'm shocked that we're getting the show or this match on a on Dynamite. I thought for sure this is going to be a Revolution. Yeah, we're getting. The, I think we're still going to get it at Revolution. I think they're going to run it back. I think so too because. I could totally see next week uh, the match is about to start and then Sean Spears or Wardlow or somebody comes in, hits MJF, DQ and CM Punk, and then that's the match. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be some shenanigans. And Punk is... Uh, I've heard some, some people have been picking up on some hints. I, th- I think that having him in a cage would work well because he can't run away. Mm-hmm. And other people can't get in there. They've already had that reasoning, though. Is other other well, people we, can't interfere in a match. We talked about last week, like a dog collar match or something. Yeah, a dog collar match would be fun. I mm-hmm. think that would be great. And i I think it was it was I think it was what culture they mentioned all the uh, Piper references mm-hmm. that they were doing. It's like, oh fuck, that is dog collar references. Mm-hmm. Like using Piper a lot, like yeah, okay, I see what they're doing here. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's actually really good. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's good shit. Mm-hmm. I really like it, and I think those two guys would have an incredible dog collar match. Yeah, yeah, they could. MJF work. is perfect for that because he's the guy who wants to run away. Mm-hmm. It is perfect. It is it's so good. And then I I said I think I said it last week in Ring of Honor he had a really good dog collar match with Raven in like the early early days of Ring of Honor. It was like his first yes. big feud. It was really good, so he knows how to work them. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be good stuff. I I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, next we have this weird and funny little segment. Um, In the back, we have Griff Garrison and Julia. I think they... They had something to say. It was about Malachi Black, which is mm-hmm. a nice hint that I think Julia is still going to be joining him. The fact well, that she was just... retweeting like fan art of people drawing her as like a like a dark, like the dark version of Julia. Like somebody drew fan art of that, and she was tweeting it like I love it so much. And st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think it's coming. I think they're dragging their heels a little bit on it. I think it's mm-hmm. got to be it's got to happen a little sooner. In my opinion, uh, like uh, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a big enough reveal to yeah, wait yeah. this long. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we'll see. Um, anyways, they uh, they're about to start talking about Malachi Black, but in walks Smart Mark Sterling, and he's like, "Jade Cargill has handpicked you, uh, one-eyed lady, to." <laughs> to take part in this match, but uh, because of the eye thing, you have to uh, sign this waiver. And she says, "I'll do it." And Griff's like, "Wait, hold on. No, you're you're hurt. You've got one eye. What are you doing?" She's like, "I can make my own decisions, Dad." <laughs> and so she signs it, and he's like, "Perfect. Thank you, one-eyed lady." He said, <laughs> like, oh, make sure you cross all the T's and dot all the I's." <laughs> <laughs> good stuff like it was uh this was another interruption in the back that i didn't mind because it was Mm -hmm. for signing a contract and it's smart mark and still selling the brain buster from last week he sold it in gcw too yeah yeah i like that a lot um yeah so this is good obviously julia hart's gonna get murdered um (laughs) Mm -hmm. but maybe this leads her towards House of Black? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It, like you said, it's got to happen soon. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's, it's a little weird for mm-hmm. like, okay, so now how many, um, how many Varsity Blondes versus House of Black matches have we had now? <laughs> three? We've had three in total and then like, and she got spit on before the, uh, before the first one it's just it's weird it's very Uh weird in my opinion to have dragged it on this long because it's not like a huge Uh thing it's not like it's going to be earth shattering i think you can just get get it over with quickly yeah okay so here next we have layla hirsch versus red velvet i thought this match was very good i thought it was a nice heated match i thought the thing that was the biggest letdown was the crowd they were fucking mm-hmm. silent for this, which that's just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of times that the women go out there and kill it and the crowd doesn't react. And Tony Khan, we've seen um, if something doesn't get over with the crowd, like the crowd very much influences his decisions mm-hmm. for what he's going to put out there. It's why we see Orange Cassidy every week. It's why when Matt Hardy's doesn't have a match he's still on screen every week despite him being one of the more boring nonsensical people in the company people still love him because he's matt hardy mm-hmm. um so they cheer him so he's over so they put him out there we got we have lambert every week for some reason we have uh hangman adam page taking a back seat as the champion yeah it's i don't know it's 
It's very strange. Um, yeah, good match. The one part that popped me in this match was uh, actually in Picture in Picture, and that was Red Velvet went to do the Casadora, and Layla Hirsch stopped it mid Casadora and just Germaned her. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, that's fucking yeah. amazing. I loved uh, Layla Hirsch's mean streak in this. I knew yeah. she would do well with that. Like she's, it makes her extra assertive, which I liked. Um, she went for the finish. Saw her hitting her big knee strike, going for the uh, legit lock, which um, Red Velvet was able to squirm out of by getting to the ropes. Then they battled back and forth with like pin attempts and and submission attempts, and eventually. Layla Hirsch, instead of going up for the top rope moonsault, which she always loses with, decided to be a heel piece of shit and just do a roll up with the tights mm-hmm. and a good roll up where she got like all her weight on it. Like, it yeah, looked, it looked like a, a wrestler's like a legit shoot wrestler's version of a roll up. Yeah, it's deep, which I liked. It looked like a it looked legit, like what the what that move is probably based off of in real life from wrestling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was nice. So she got the three count. Um, but then afterwards, Hirsch attacks her, puts her puts her back in the legit lock. Um, she won't release it, outruns Statlander, and they sort of chase each other around the ring and then run away. And I assume in two weeks, we're going to get Statlander versus Hirsch, probably on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say we... Realistically, we should probably get that match next week on Dynamite, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't it makes know sense. They're... They haven't announced a women's match yet. They haven't, so it, it would make sense for that. But we, the one thing that I will get to later is we're, we have a serious lack of Britt Baker's current feud right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I was she does better. not have one. When we got to her promo segment, I was like, well, well, I'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to it when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so now, next segment, we're back to Malachi again. And uh, Malachi, he's in a dark room again, as he's wont to be. And he says, what better gift for an audience that loves violence than Brody King, who is just a purveyor of such. Um, Mm -hmm. Then Brody emerges out of the black, which was really cool. And he's wearing a black suit, which looked awesome. Um, Brody says that he's a master of violence, and he has his eyes on pack. He says that Hawk turned his back on the teachings of the House of Black, and as a result, um, he and the he and all of Death, he and all of Death Triangle are going to be humbled, and uh-huh. that the House of Black is inevitable. And then they both fade off into the background. Yeah. And I had heard that there is a reference to Julia Hart in this segment, but I don't know for sure. I did not um, pick up on it. I didn't either. But like a very, very brief thing. I don't know. Like a flash or something? I don't know. I thought I heard someone mention it and then the What Culture guys mentioned it. But I didn't see it. So there might have been a, li- a little Julia Hart hint in there mm-hmm. somewhere. I think I think there was maybe footage of her getting sprayed. Oh, okay. Or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Anyways. During that promo, so, the whole time I wanted Brody King to say, we're number one in violence and then their song kicks in from his band (laughs) yeah so i'm excited to see where they go we're getting pack versus penta next week 
that match is going to be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little tired of Pac being used as the guy to just get people over. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. He should, he definitely a top tier talent. He should be top tier guy. I feel like he would do very well with the TNT run, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because unfortunately, he's not. I don't see him as a guy to challenge for the main title, at least not yet. Although I, I would love to see him versus Hangman. That match would be amazing. It would be amazing, but you'd know what's you'd know the outcome. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't you you'd know Hangman's going over him. So the the drama wouldn't be there in my opinion. But it would be fantastic. It would be good, and mm-hmm. I would love to see a feud between the two because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. We've not seen those two go. Actually, did we? Oh yeah, no. At the very beginning, they uh, they butted heads at the very beginning of AEW. Mm. Yeah, that feels like so long ago now. Even though it was, it was before Dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> that was when Pac left the company for a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where the where all that goes because uh, I feel like. Pac is there as a vehicle to get House of Black over again, but I'm okay. I guess I'm okay with that. Okay. We'll see. It's going to be an awesome match, regardless. Yes. So now this is what we were talking about before. We have Brit at and Brit in the center of the ring, and this was really just Brit celebrating her awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was celebrating her PWI awards, her Pro Pro Wrestling Illustrated, which is fine, but. She really spent the whole time just talking up herself, telling the Cleveland Browns that there's only one good baker in Cleveland, and her first name is Britt. And that was the last, funny. The last name is not Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that's funny, but she did a lot of it. And this this is actually the town when she first did when she first turned heel. Uh-huh. Or had her big heel moment where she turned on the fans and was talking about their uh, their sporting events and whatnot, and with with Tony Schiavone, when she really like came into her own. Uh-huh. So I understand why she did this again, but she didn't bring up an opponent. No opponent came out to silence I, her. That's what I was gonna say. I really thought was gonna happen was somebody's gonna run out and like put her through the table with all her awards on it or something. Yeah, it's it's weird because we're only like five weeks out. Mm-hmm. That's not very long. Um, we know that Thunder Rosa is supposedly doing a, a feud with Mercedes Martinez right now because I would assume it's Thunder Rosa. Me too. I would assume. But she's supposed to have this feud with Mercedes Martinez right now and they have not had a match. And mm-hmm. when this stuff happens i tend to think maybe it's covid related me too when things just drop when angles just drop because they did a whole on one rampage they had a whole segment building up this rivalry and now it's been two weeks or Mm -hmm. two or three weeks since that time it's like where when's that match happening and how is it going to happen before revolution Mm -hmm. before revolution at this point it doesn't i don't see that happening so for for me, I wish they would have just accelerated things along a little bit here, done something, mm-hmm. anything. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's just 
it's just filling time kind of this ep- this not episode but the segment i didn't yeah 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 because i really yeah i really thought someone i was like oh this is definitely a setup for someone to come interrupt her with like everything the way it was set up and stuff like you get the heat with insulting the crowd and then the baby face comes in and beats her up mm-hmm. and i was waiting i was waiting for that second shoe to drop and it never did mm-hmm. and they just cut and went to something else it's like wait really mm-hmm. so she's, she's just gonna beat up on baker mayfield this whole time okay fine yeah. all right so, that's weird yeah. it's a uh, brit versus mayfield i guess for the uh for the women's title mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> and well now speaking of a uh a woman calling her shot the next thing we have is uh is Nyla Rose just charging out of the out of the heel tunnel and just demanding that I I think JR uh give her a, uh give her a match with Ruby Soho because yeah. Ruby Soho cost her, her shot at the at the TBS title and JR just says, Well maybe you should talk to your boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like he's like, I don't know, maybe your manager can work something out for you. Yeah. I don't know why you're asking me. She he also said what'd she say? I should be the TNT or the TBS champion right now. I was like, well, you lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really good. Yeah, it's <laughs> really funny. But I I really did just appreciate uh, um, Nyla Rose just walking out there and calling, picking her shot. He's just, mm-hmm. She's like, give me this match. I hate her. Like, okay. I mean, fine. I'm sure it's a great match. I, I just don't know why you're asking me. That's the match they should have at um, the Chicago show. Because isn't excuse me, is it Ruby from Chicago? Oh, she might be. That would make sense too. Mm-hmm. I I would uh, I would love to have two women's matches. Maybe. Well, yeah. Why not? It would be nice. It would be nice. Okay, so now we've made our way to this lights out match. And mm-hmm. this match was good. However, for me personally, the lights out matches have set a precedent. Lights out means it. Well, it means two things. And what they were concerned about was the latter and not the former. The former is it's a very violent, bloody, unsanctioned match that the, uh, that TBS and TNT can't be held accountable for mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. All, we're going to see some horrible shit. It's going to be amazing. We didn't see that. The other thing is this doesn't count against the records. So we can give somebody a win over somebody that we don't want to lose. And it doesn't affect the, doesn't affect anything at all. And we can all just uh, throw it under the brush it under the rug afterwards. You know, and, I didn't think about that, but you are totally right. <laughs> And that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was, yeah, not to jump to the end of the match, but when Adam Cole lost, I was like, well, how are they going to do, he's the number one ranked, so how are they going to do that? But nah, that makes He's sense. still undefeated. Mm-hmm. He's still undefeated, which I was, it's like, okay, I see what you're doing here, and I'm kind of pissed that you did that to me. Because mm-hmm. it made me think I was going to see something special, and quite honestly, we didn't. It was no, good. I liked the match, though. It, well, yeah, the, it, the indie bump was scary as hell, but <laughs> yeah, but like this was this was no different from any other no disqualification match, yeah, or yeah, yeah. street fight, 
or whatever. Like, this was just a convenience to give Orange Cassidy a win that I don't think he needed. No. Like, I don't... What was the point of this? Like, mm-hmm. if like I was like, somebody has to get color, it's going to be brutal. Orange Cassidy is going to be bloody. It's going to be amazing. It's going to... Like, he's going to rise up and be like the orange Cassidy who rises up in these hardcore matches or, or in these, in these big matches and does something really cool. And it, he sort of did, but not really. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyways, it, this, this match was fun. Um, Cassidy folds up his glasses at the beginning. That's where I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to get angry orange Cassidy, which, and they were, throwing bombs at the beginning i was like okay this is what we're getting adam cole goes outside to grab a chair he from underneath the apron he grabs it and he pulls it out and there's someone attached to the chair holding onto the chair and he pulls out danhausen Mm -hmm. very nice very evil evil this whole time it's been hard for me not to say like wokumhausen and stuff (laughs) to make it reference to the whole time yeah um I'm so excited. Me too. And like no word of a lie, I was working on a Dan House and illustration earlier that day mm-hmm. with having no clue that this is going to be coming. Um well we Dan, all kind of knew it was coming, but just we, we knew it was coming. <laughs> but like Dan Housen, I think just the day before, maybe even yesterday, said uh put out a tweet that said um the doctor thinks that Dan's that Dan Housen's leg is Ahead of schedule is ahead of schedule housing or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, saying like, and he's been posting videos of him where of like doing leg presses and working out. So like he's working at like leg presses with the leg that he mm-hmm. broke. So like it's good enough to do that, and he's mm-hmm. been good enough to walk around. I've seen him in videos shopping for toys. Mm-hmm. Like he he's moving pretty well, and he said that he just needs to build strength for his leg. Mm-hmm. At this point, he needs to strengthen it. So, yeah. and I I always thought they could kind of use him, even like even if he was in his wheelchair. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, because he's he's uh, quite the character. If you don't know who Dan Housen is, just look him up on YouTube, and you'll see. Also, he's hilarious. And... I was I was watching I was I watched multiple uh, Dan Housen interviews last night because he's just he's fun to just listen to talk but Mm -hmm. he um one was an out of character uh interview where he he said that he's been described by other people as if john waters was mixed with a a vampire (laughs) or if um conan o'brien was like mixed with an undead guy Mm -hmm. i know he's huge conan o'brien fan he's even on a conan o'brien podcast yeah, he said that essentially his character's humor is based off Conan O'Brien and The Simpsons, and Conan O'Brien used to write for The Simpsons, mm-hmm. so that makes sense. Like, yeah. mid-90s Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he is. Like, he is, uh, like, if you think, like, okay, so let's say that there was a someone who thought he was a vampire in the Sim- on The Simpsons. That's who Dan Housen is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... The best way to describe him. And I hope Tony Khan uh, pays for the licensing agreement so he can get the tequila song. Tequila. Burr, 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 that song. And for anyone who doesn't know, Dan Housen can work. He just mm-hmm. doesn't choose to because it doesn't necessarily fit with his character all the time. He's sort of 
like uh, Orange Cassidy in that sense, mm-hmm. where he'll break it out every once in a while. He doesn't break it out to the extent that Orange Cassidy does, though. Mm-hmm. But if you uh, if you go to Danhausen's page and and go all the way back to his first uploads, he has highlight reels before his gimmick change, where he's just a uh, default tattooed indie yeah. wrestler guy, create a wrestler, <laughs> and he's just like. He's out there doing. He's like a Finn Balor light, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. he's good, and Finn Balor light's not a slight on him, but you know what I mean. He, mm-hmm. he wrestles that style that every indie wrestler wrestled for a while, mm-hmm. and I think he actually looks like he has more muscle back then. Like it looks like he toned back on yeah, working probably. out mm-hmm. to fit his character more. Yeah, which is kind of funny. I was like, "Wow, shit, he looks thicker." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, super funny guy. He's going to sell a ton of merch for AEW. So that's good. Yeah, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to the match. The That distraction of Dan, Dan Housing comes out, he curses Adam Cole. Yeah, he and does then his he curse pose. Away. Yeah, <laughs> just and walks then he off. Just, <laughs> just walks off. Crowd's going nuts. Everyone's just like, what the fuck is that? And mm-hmm. that's exactly the reaction that you want to Dan Housing. Mm-hmm. Completely random. Adam Cole's like, what the fuck is that? And then he gets hit with a DDT. Um, on the outside, and I'll be honest, for about the next five to ten minutes, I was just like, Danhausen, mm-hmm. is that Dan Danhausen? Mm-hmm. I wasn't really paying attention to the match. Yeah, and the match at this point it was it's kind of just a just a hardcore match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just it was, it, it, it was fine. There was chains. There was chairs. The um, Michinoku driver on the chairs was cool. Yeah, the Michinoku driver on the chairs was gnarly. I loved mm-hmm. that. Um, Adam Cole calls out his buddies, which which ends up it was just red one half of Red Dragon, which as I said, Kyle mm-hmm. O'Reilly's uh, wife just had a baby, so I don't think he has COVID. I think he has a new baby, and that's mm-hmm. where he is. Um, yeah. Did the Bucks come out too? I don't remember. Yeah, so like everyone uh, came out. We we had uh, Rocky we, Romero's back, so he's he's recovered yeah. from COVID, which is good. Wheeler Yuta came out. Then the Bucks came out. Then then Rapongi Vice came out, mm-hmm. and it was a whole big thing. Um, Cole low blows Cassidy at one point, but Cole goes down in pain, and mm-hmm. Cassidy reveals that he's wearing a, a cup, and the cup is lined with tacks. Yeah, I like that. That's funny. <laughs> Which was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, then they ba- they battle up the ramp into go position. Tony Khan's back there. Orange Cassidy gets put through Tony Khan's table. Well, the the TV on that table just legitimately just falls on his head. That did not look like it felt good. That's awesome. I like. Yeah, that. I wanted Tony Khan to be like, "Get out of here! You guys get out of here!" <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Yeah, he sounds like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'll tell you guys that when you come out here on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's what I was wanting to hear. But he didn't say anything. I was just hoping Jerry Lynn tried to get involved, which is awesome. <laughs> he got pushed out of the way. Um, yeah, so they they battle back outside. They're they're going to, they're uh, going toe to toe on the on the entrance way. Cole hits Cassidy in the head with uh with a one light. of the big lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on, he climbs up the scaffolding on top of the, on top of the tunnel. He looks down to do what I assume would be a Panama sunrise. He did the Panama sunrise point. I was like, you're going to hurt your own knees doing that. 
<laughs> and he looks down and Orange Cassidy's not there. And he's like, where the hell did he go? And Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy, of course, appears behind him, hits Adam Cole with the low blow, which I liked. And then he gives... Gives just his best friend's a, hug. The best friend's hug. But it's a very like light Orange Cassidy hug. Mm-hmm. And then this is the part I didn't like. I didn't dislike the hug. But then... <laughs> Adam Cole tries to get out of the hug. And he's he just can't. wiggling. <laughs> he's just wiggling like he—I don't know—like he wants a nuzzle. Like, <laughs> yeah, they—they <laughs> they definitely waited too long for that. He should have just grabbed him and jumped like immediately. No, he should—he should at least like link your hands, <laughs> like you're gonna suplex him or something. Like, or like Adam Cole could have just moved his arms, <laughs> but I don't know. And then. Adam Cole's like, no, no, don't. And Orange Cassidy, this fall was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the delivery of it, it almost—it was almost like he hit him with a beach break yeah. through the uh, through the stage area. But there, Adam Cole t- could have taken one step forward, and he, he would no longer be in that limp ass hug. Mm-hmm. That's what I didn't like. He just like shimmied. He's like, whatever will I do to get out of this mm-hmm. hold where your hands aren't even clasped? Yeah. And it was like, it was the equivalent to, it was the hug equivalent to like the Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Like it was so, was like, which oh, he, what are we doing here? Which he did after he got the pin, he stuck his hand up out of the hole, which was awesome. <laughs> which was good. And Orange Cassidy wins. The match doesn't count. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get a win. Adam, told, Adam Cole doesn't get a loss. So I don't really know what the point was. Probably just to get Orange Cassidy a visual a visual Cole. win, but yeah, I don't know. Because then... and they could do the same thing with Adam Cole that Britt Baker did. Yes, like this didn't count, and you know, yeah, no, for sure. It just it seems a little close to Revolution to be doing that, and I don't know. So you're going to have Adam Cole with the visual loss, mm-hmm. probably, because by all accounts, he's the guy positioned closest to challenging. In my mm-hmm. opinion, he's the, he was the one who was undefeated. He's the one mm-hmm. who they've been positioning as the current top guy, mm-hmm. despite what everyone wants to tell you on Twitter. <laughs> Stupid comedy bullshit. Even though he's been the exact same character since Ring of Honor. He's done comedy matches for 10 years now. Like it, it, nothing's changed. He's just in a different company. He's literally <laughs> in the same stable. He was mm-hmm. in NXT. Yeah. It's the exact same team. And remember, the, those were the guys who went down the ring playing their... Uh, belts like guitars. Playing their belts like guitars because they're comedy idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't they're, know. They're, they're goofs. Like, I don't know. It's, it's awesome. I love Adam Cole. Yeah, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like, I, th- I think he's the guy going for the title after Archer, but... He's got to be. He's number one ranked, which we didn't even announce Archer in Adam Kohler. I mean, Adam Page are doing a Texas death match. Oh yeah, that yes, that that was funny. Um, yeah, he said what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they did this little vignette where Archer announces, or yeah, they they're like, so the match next week between Archer and Hangman will be a Texas death match, and then they cut to Adam Page. And he goes, a what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you know what? That's fine because I'm a fighting champion and I'm gonna yada yada. I was like, cool, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm excited for that match, but 
Yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. He he just Texas, has to be Texas Moxley, death right? match is what last man standing. It's it used to be. I don't know if they still do this, but it used to be you you pin him one two three, and then they'd have a ten count to get up. That doesn't make sense, but fine. Yeah, that's how it used <laughs> to be a long time ago. That's that's how I always separated a Texas death match from a regular last man standing match. Because yeah. I know they've done Texas death match in AEW, but I can't yeah, remember they, if they did that. I know they had the 10 count. It was just like a last man standing match. But like, if you go watch um, Vader versus Cactus Jack from WCW, it's a Texas death match and they do the pin and then they have the 10 count to answer. That's, <laughs> that's just what I'm going off of. That's weird, but mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I'll, but, I'll, I, I did hear someone say that's what it was, but I was like, but they've done that in AEW and I don't remember that having to happen. Mm-hmm. I think when Moxley and Archer did it, when Archer beat Moxley, I think it was just, they just call it Texas Death Match, but it's a last man standing match. But that was when he had him stuck in the barbed wire, right? And mm-hmm. He couldn't get up. Yeah, that was such a good finish. That match was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm. I, is it next week or the week after? I have no idea. I think it's the week <laughs> after. They said two weeks on the promo. Two weeks. So next week's okay. the Chicago show. Because if they did the Archer uh, Hangman match, I was like, damn, that's like just a pay per view on Wednesday nights. Yes, so next or starting tomorrow, we have oh there was a there was a small segment where uh Bowens challenged Mox to a match, which I don't know why, but they did, but he said they kind of brought it up saying that he used to always jump them and stuff like during their earlier feuds, yes, but he called him uh he said that he would oh, I can't remember the name. But uh, the the character Oscar from, um, what's that show? Uh, hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Yeah. Hold on. I got the. It's a. What's it's a, Oscar, It's like the uncle dude. It's a European name, but he said yeah, that Oscar Kokoshaka or whatever. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. Oscar Kokoshka, I think. Is yeah. What it is. <laughs> He's like you're you Oscar Kokosha looking ass, and if you look at. The he looks exactly of, like him. It's like, oh my god, it does look like him. Yeah, that's hilarious. So fucking good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that match is great that it's happening now just because of that insult. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Um yeah, just incredible. And then oh, we man. have FTR versus uh Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson is happening. Yeah. That's happening this Friday. I'm assuming somebody in that match had I'm just assuming everyone has COVID. If, like you said, if the match gets dropped, yes, no, it, it was. They said it was for for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know why they don't just say COVID, but whatever. Um, then we also have Julia Hart versus Jade. That will be the death of, I guess, Julia Hart as we know her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she might rise up as like Sister Abigail. I don't know. <laughs> Then we have Jurassic Express versus Private Party. So four matches again. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, it, I would that looks like it would be tight to get in an hour just with those uh, with three of those matches with Mox Bowens, FTR Johnson and Brock, and then Jurassic Express and Private Party. Mm-hmm. That's a packed hour so obviously julia hart's getting squashed squashed instantly which 
if Jade makes it so that the women's match on Thursday or on uh, on Fridays is like less than a minute each Friday, I'm gonna be kind of annoyed. I know, and she's this is the second time she's defended the title not on TBS but on TNT. Yeah, I don't like that how they're doing that. This mm-hmm. was this was they had the, the TNT I... title on TBS this week, so I don't know. <laughs> this this was the problem that I saw when they announced the TBS title, and they they touted it as we have more opportunities for these women to fight for things. Yeah, but we still have the same amount of matches. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they don't have any more opportunities. It's just a oh, whatever. Well, if you why not just have Jade beat Julie on Wednesday too, since it's only this match is probably only going to be two minutes long. Exactly, exactly. Shouldn't have had Britt Baker out there polishing her trophies. Mm-hmm. Should have had just had Jade squash Julia. Just have Jade squash someone every show. Like yes, both of them. Yeah, that's. I'd want to see that. I'm sure everyone would want to see that. Okay, so now we're moving on to Dynamite. We have Malachi Black and Brody King versus Pac and Penta. That's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Yes, it is. We have MJF versus CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's winning? I'm going to say MJF wins because Wardlow, Sean Spears, or FTR, one of them hits MJF with something to get him get CM Punk DQ'd. Yeah, that there, way they can, they can have their match at the pay-per-view. There's going to be something fucky. And mm-hmm. then CM Punk can say that you only won that match by nefarious means. I'm going to attach you affix you to my body with a dog mm-hmm. collar because he's like the that. only um now he's the i guess adam cole technically still but he's the only one that of those recent big signings that hasn't lost yet yes that's true they all they've all taken big losses mm-hmm. um what was the third match for dynamite well we think it's powerhouse versus dante mark yes power it's likely powerhouse Hobbs versus dante we don't have a women's match yet which That's I'm, probably Rosa. It's probably Rosa Martinez or uh, or Rose sorry, I got sorry. Solo. I meant I meant Nyla Rose, mm-hmm. not Rose again. Where's this Rosa versus Martinez match happening? They got to do it soon if they're because like they're burning, like they're wasting time here. Unless mm-hmm. one of them is sick. Like what? What are you? What are you? Why? Why are you waiting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you announce the feud like a month ago? I know two, two great wrestlers. You announce a feud, get me excited for it, and then we haven't had it yet. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it has to be like the lethal situation where they announced that feud, and then he was gone for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It has to be that situation. That would be my guess because they could easily have done a, a backstage interview with him or anything mm-hmm. if they weren't sick. So here's maybe the thing: this is where I want to try and cut aw a little bit of slack with some of the stuff that makes it on the show Mm -hmm. because i have a feeling that some of the stuff that makes it on the show isn't planned half the time that could be very true Mm -hmm. like i feel like this rosa versus what's versus mercedes mercedes martinez thing had to have been planned to have already happened by now i don't want to maybe it's supposed to happen this week i because as much as I liked the women's match we had this week, it didn't have a lot of... I mean, it had some story going into it, but... Not a ton. Yeah, I, I could have definitely seen the Thunder Rosa-Mercedes Martinez match happening. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very, it's, it's a very glaring absence. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it needs to happen, and we need to have more than one women's match, please. And I'm really excited for when Marina Shafir debuts. Mm-hmm. On uh, she's got a shirt. She has a shirt. She's there. Mm-hmm. She's here. It looked they good. To, they need to take my <laughs> idea where she joins Adam Cole and him, and she's <laughs> not they saying she's a replacement for Roddy or anything like. That. She's her own woman, but like it, you know what I, you get what I've seen. Like yes, no, uh, she's married you. to Roderick Strong, so it's like you know it makes sense. Yeah, it does. I would like that. They're just like they'd be like, "Hey, we know you from somewhere." Mm-hmm. Like, how do we know you? Yeah, yeah. Where's your husband or something? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, have a uh, have Adam Cole be like, "Do we know you from somewhere? How mm-hmm. do we know you?" And then Kyle O'Reilly's like, "Where's your husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's yeah. Roddy?" Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I guess that's a. Uh, that's good for this week, I think. Yes, um, very good, very nice, very evil episode. Yes, very nice, very evil. Can't wait to see how they use Danhausen. I have no idea how they're going to do that. I'm excited. It's, it's yeah, going to be interesting. I it'll be, he's gonna it'll be funny, with first, and he's going to be great on all the vlogs <laughs> and BTE and everything. He's going to be <laughs> awesome in that stuff. <laughs> I can't wait to buy his shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing this shirt I got him a couple years ago. It's probably last year. It's just his face. Yeah, it looks Whenever like wear, the, looks like, like the Joker. Yeah, that's what people is that the Joker? I'm like, no, it's this wrestler named Dan Housen. You just gotta look him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, see you guys next week. See you. Bye.